Where Pets as Therapy is hoping to put more, what they're saying, are paws on the floors of residential care homes, hospitals, hospices, schools and prisons throughout the UK. The Pets as Therapy are here at Crufts and I'm delighted to be joined by a Paralympian. That's, that's put a smile on my face. Tully Kearney, great to uh, see you. Sorry, I should say that correctly. Tully Kearney, MBE. Uh, congratulations here. Paralympian from uh, the Tokyo Games. Uh, first of all, congratulations on that. Great swimming achievement. Um, but actually here today, um, it's the dogs that are the centre of attention, Tully, isn't it? Because you're supporting their campaign to recruit uh, new dogs. Yeah. So, um, tell me about your involvement with dogs, because I think your, your father had a, a Labrador that was a Pets' Therapy dog. Yeah, so my dad had a chocolate Labrador called Twix, who was a Pets' Therapy dog for many years, and visited schools, hospitals, um, and hospices. So, that's how I first came across Pets' Therapy, and realised like, how amazing they were. And then more recently, over the last few years, I have a condition called dystonia, so I'm patron of Dystonia UK, which is actually the only charity in the UK that helps people with this condition. And at our conferences, we have a lovely pat dog called Milo with his handler Johnny, who comes to all our conferences and puts smiles on all the kids' faces. So that's kind of how I got more involved um, with pet therapy, and it's, it's just amazing, incredible to see these young children with really severe dystonia, and their faces just light up when Milo enters the room. Um, just explain to me, so that I'm clear, what is dystonia and how does it manifest itself, uh, the condition, in terms of, of your life? So, dystonia is a neurological condition. It, there are so many different types of dystonia and everyone is affected in a different way. For myself, I was born with mild cerebral palsy and we think that is the cause of me having dystonia. So, for me, my dystonia affects my whole body. I have um, involuntary muscle movements, muscle contractures, so I have limited range in some of my muscles now from the dystonia, um, and also just limited range of movement, and it's harder for me to move and control my muscles than someone that doesn't have dystonia. Has the, the, the swimming been part of how you deal with, with your condition? Yeah, so when I first got into swimming, I was actually watching my brother train, so my brother became a swimmer, and I just used to spend my evenings at the pool watching him, and the coach one day just said, well, do you want to join in? And my mum, being an overprotective parent of a disabled child, was a bit um, hesitant, but let me join in, and for me, with having several poles in Estonia, I wasn't able to keep up my brother on dry land, I couldn't play football, I couldn't do athletics. But when I got in the pool, I didn't feel disabled anymore. I could keep up with kids my age. I wasn't treated like I was disabled. I was just treated like anyone else. And I didn't need help to do it. I just had complete freedom. And, um, yeah, I just I just felt free. I just felt that the pool was my happy place. And that's just kind of become my coping mechanism. So if I felt frustrated about my disability, I couldn't do something. I could just get in the pool and, and you know, like race when I was younger, racing able-bodied kids and sometimes beating able-bodied kids. And that was like... Um, quite a big thrill and over the years my dystonia has gotten a lot worse um, as it's progressive so I've obviously I've had a lot of struggles and had to deal with now being like a full-time all choose and losing a lot of range of movement so I think your swimming has really helped me with that and it's given me a purpose and something to aim towards and you know even though I'm more disabled than I was when I was younger like I'm, I'm still a swimmer and I think it's really important for me to prove to other people not just with dystonia but any progressive condition that just because your impairment gets worse and you have less mobility or 
doesn't mean that you can't still achieve the goals it just look a little bit different it took me five years longer and I'm now a lower classification but it's still well to me it actually means more because I had to fight yeah. to get to that point yeah. um, you've mentioned the relationship that you had with the, um, the Labrador the chocolate Labrador and, and how that worked as a pap dog so you've seen firsthand how a human's relationship with a dog particularly humans who are dealing with physical challenges or, or mental health challenges how the dogs can make a huge difference and I guess that's why you're, you're lending your voice and so much support to the pap dogs campaign to recruit new volunteers yeah I mean it's so important for me when I was going through my condition getting worse and now dealing with being a full time wheelchair instead of being able to walk um, like with crutches for short distances I would spend every weekend I'd drive back from Manchester to Birmingham and I'd spend every weekend with Twix the chocolate Labrador we took him on a holiday like I would spend every minute because a dog's love is just you can talk to them about anything and they can't talk back <laughs> um, well I mean they can bark and yawn but um, they're just so unforgiving and I mean dogs just have this sense they know when something's wrong and they know when someone just needs a cuddle and I think this is the the big thing about pet therapy is seeing Twix like I think most people know chocolate Labradors are mental they're crazy as soon as you <laughs> they're put, characterful I they think. are very <laughs> characterful um, as soon as you put his work you put his pet therapy collar on and his um his little bib he knew that it was time to work he'd go on the train to the children's hospitals and he would just be a perfect dog he would sit on children's beds he'd go to he went to a school for blind children and they'd be stepping on him because obviously they couldn't see him and they'd be poking his eyes and grabbing his tail and he just didn't care he just knew that that's what that's what his job was and that what was what was needed and I think every child every person going through a tough time deserves to have you know the companion of a dog and that's why it's so important to try and get more people to volunteer and also personally I think my dad became a lot closer with Twix from the experience of actually taking him to the hospitals and um, and also it's just so, so many great experiences Twix and my dad got so many great experiences and got to go so many places that you wouldn't usually get to take the dog yeah, yeah. what a lovely story I guess the question for me is are you going to get a dog? You're smiling. You want you want one, don't you? I've been wanting a Labrador for many years, but um, I, I just I'm out of the house too much with training at the moment, yeah. so I think I need to wait to retire. But definitely, I will be getting a top Labrador one day. <laughs> um, now, there will be people listening who have been taken by your story. Uh, and encouraged, perhaps, to want to contact Petsus Therapy and become a volunteer with their own animal. Um, where can they get more information, Tully? So they can go to petsustherapy.org or look at their social medias. Their Instagram handle is petsustherapy underscore UK. Brilliant. Just finally, um, I did congratulate you already on your outstanding performance as gold and silver at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, you mentioned that your classification has, has changed, which says to me you're coming back. You're training again for four years hence. Well, three years now, isn't it? Yeah, I think for me, I didn't think that going to Panama Games was going to be a possibility. And then obviously managing to get back and get to Tokyo was just a dream come true. And I thought, I kind of thought I'd spend 
11 years now trying to get to Paralympic Games and I kind of thought well once I go to Tokyo I might not feel the same I might not want to do it anymore but actually it reignited that spark more and now that I've experienced it I'd love to go to a Games and experience it when there's actually like spectators and uh, a full, the full experience of a game so yeah it's just kind of spurred me on and hopefully I'll make the team for Paris in 24 The very best of luck like that I hope you do because you've got that glint in your eye that says you want to be there um, Tully an absolute pleasure to meet you thank you very much for joining us in a very noisy studio here at uh, Crufts and I'm, I'm sure you're going to go and have a look round now are you? Yeah look at all the dogs and hopefully spot some chocolate Labradors. Fantastic many thanks Thank you